welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Eichen, owner and founder of Dreamer Productions and Sound in Marketing Learning. I create, consult, and educate brands and individuals on the power of sound in marketing. Today, we pick up where we left off on measuring the value of sound with Damien Scragg of Veritonic. We were discussing at the end of the last episode how to be creative with existing music while keeping the general undertones of a brand sound and or the brand persona in mind. There are loads of examples where you'll get somebody taking like a classical track and turning it into a rock track and vice versa. And and it, it really does work. Um, so my, my example is taking the complete extremes where you don't do those musical tweaks and, and you go with kind of the original version. But you know, hopefully we're going to see more and more brands moving away from kind of just taking stock audio um, and, and picking a piece of pre-made music that anybody could use or, you know, a well-known track that anybody can use and maybe in the past other brands have licensed and going more down the, the piece of music composed specifically for them, you know, taking that additional thought, you know, you don't, I don't know, McDonald's didn't take somebody else's logo and you know, change that slightly. It was all custom made for them, the color, the design, all that kind of thing. So, you know, brands should be, think, and, and actually they're probably a good example because they, it, you know, you read various different articles about where the McDonald's, I'm loving it, and Sonic logo came from and everything says slightly different. So I don't know exactly what, what happened, but it seems that the Justin Timberlake single was always a, a longer term plan to get that into people's ears and and and, and, and sort of become that, that earworm so that's that custom development of this will become our sonic brand but we use the major star to get it out there and i think the more brands go down the you know customized route and maybe it costs more maybe it's more time consuming but why not you spend a fortune on designing the products and everything else so why wouldn't you do it with the the other elements with everybody listening to more podcasts and smart speakers and voices becoming huge and all that kind of stuff you know audio just it, it's it's so much more common in, and there's so many different routes into people's ears now that you have to take it seriously. And it's audio too. Like I, I always preach that it's sound in marketing. It's not music in marketing. It's not voiceovers in marketing. It's sound. So it can be anything. And your McDonald's, McDonald's example is great because, yes, they used Justin to get you know their popularity and they used a ton of the single in the beginning. But if you listen now, Justin's not singing it. Uh, sometimes it's not even the whole ba da ba ba ba. It's like smaller. It's I'm loving it, or it's spoken sometimes, or it's implied. So there's so much freedom that you can do with sonic branding, and it evolves. Which a company will evolve, a brand will evolve. Um, you're not going to stay, you know, stoically in in one place or another. And and that's important because you you know there's there's always tweaks happening to visual branding and. You know, you don't have a company running the same television ad for 20 years and they, they evolve and they tweak as, as things change, as, as the audience changes, as technology changes, things move on. So it, it, audio shouldn't be static either. You know, that, that has to be something that people evolve with the times, develop for different channels, you know, different, uh, I mean, you know, numerous different things. It's something that has to be continually looked at. It's not a done deal. You know, it's, it's when you've done it, it's, that's the starting point. And then we, we evolve the music, we evolve the, the tones, the, the sounds, whatever else we're using over a over a period of time because this whole concept of value of sound it's it's a time-based thing it's it's a longevity thing it's a it's an ongoing thing it's not a how do i measure it measure it done okay sounds measured and right. I, I know what sound is this is it's not a days and weeks thing it's a months and years and and in many cases you know think about the intel and things like this it's decades 
know, nobody under, knows, you know, Justin Timberlake, that song, nobody immediately said, oh, that's McDonald's. It's taken a huge amount of time where now you can just have the whistle or part of it and people, oh, I know what that is. But it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely an evolution. When, when people come to you uh, to measure, you know, the, the, the sounds or the music that they use, have, have you ever advised them or have they ever uh, attributed different sounds for different locations or different demographics? Like, do you do an A-B test depending on location or season or any of that sort of thing? We, we can. Um, yeah, we, uh, you know, any, any level of, of breaking up the, the testing and, and seeing what works where and when, we can do all of that. I mean, it's, and it's important, you know, because you're right, different locations. You, I mean, you know, within the States, you may still need to do different accents by different parts of the US. Um, certainly, obviously, when you move out of um, English speaking countries, you start getting into, you know, you want it to be in the right language. So, you know, all of that stuff. But, and, and so a lot of our clients have done in the past, like, okay, we're, launching a new track or we're launching a new audio branding and it's great and it works in the states we need to know is it going to work in the uk and india and australia and canada and elsewhere you know does it resonate the same way and all of that stuff depends you know if you're using words and music and, and language in it it's definitely going to vary because of the different language and requirements if it's just a tone or a sound maybe it doesn't need to change but we definitely test that often with, with clients because I think you don't have, I, I think it depends, right? If you're, if you're a regional advertiser and you only have, you know, maybe you're a car dealership and you only have dealerships in, I don't know, Texas, you, you're going to know you've got a very defined target audience in a very defined location. I know Texas is massive, but still there's a very specific geographic location. Whereas if you're a big global brand and you've got customers all over the world and this product is not, you know, reside, you know, stuck to that region, you need to know how you, you know, you, you can't just go with one stock approach to it. You know, you may want the same theme running through, but you need to know what's going to resonate in those different markets. And that's hugely important for for our clients to make sure that they, they know those subtle differences that sometimes are needed. Now, uh, as, as you've been in this for multiple years, have you seen um, through either repeat clients or uh, just clients in general, have you been seeing a, a shift? Because I would imagine at the beginning, it was still the music was like last place, you know, like icing on the cake kind of thing. Have you seen any shift to them paying more attention to the music and sound before the whole campaign was done? It still varies massively is, is the honest answer. It's really interesting. So we have, so as, as you know, we started off, that was the way that Scott started the business was, you know, how do you select the music for your campaigns? You know, and, and Veritonic came along and said, well, listen, take the subjectivity away let's put some data and some science over the top of it to help you make that decision um, or, or make it a little bit easier to, to make the right decision and the the shift we're seeing we're definitely seeing more companies now coming to us because they're starting to realize that you know audio is i think has become a bigger part of their marketing strategy you know it, it's not just the afterthought thing of well here's a million dollars we're going to do some tv and some social you know a million dollars isn't much tv and social or we better do some audio. You're now seeing some brands where things like podcast advertising, radio advertising, streaming, that kind of thing is a major part of what they're doing. And then smart speaker experiences and things like that. So it's starting to become a much, much bigger part of their spend. And I think as I think the challenge has always been is that because the money has been more allocated to other forms of um, advertising, the money for the creative and the research and the testing is allocated where the lion's share of the budget's being spent. 
as you start to see brands spending more money in the audio space, they're going to start shifting more of their budget that way. But you do see a real swing, which is just really interesting because, you know, you get, if you're very data driven, you're very audio focused, this is right up your street. This is exactly what you should be doing. And every single brand is like that in non-audio, you know, in visual branding, mm-hmm. no brand, nobody is going to make a decision about a new color, a new shape, a new design without spending a huge amount of money on it. Um, only the most audio focused brands at the moment are thinking along those lines for audio, but it's shifting. Definitely. We're having so many more conversations now with brands along those lines and then it will come, you know, it will continue to come um, as more, you know, people are still discovering podcasts and streaming and, you know, smart speakers and all that kind of thing. So we're, we're seeing a shift and we're, we're doing what we can to kind of push it along more so that, you know, more of the, more of the spend is coming down to all of us that are involved in audio because it, it's a, it's a hugely valuable thing. I mean, the way that audio sticks in your head, um, you kind of don't forget sound um, ever. It's, it's, it's like smell. Whereas, you know, you're walking down the street, you get that thing when you're walking down the street just towards somebody and you think, Oh, they look familiar. They look familiar. You get right side by side and you do that very awkward and carry on going. And then a hundred yards down the road, you're like, Oh yes, I know who that is. That was John from the football club or whoever. And you're like, that was really awkward. Whereas you hear a sound or some music and it can put you right back in a very, very specific environment. It will make you think of something. Same as if you smell something, it can really make you drift back. And I think, you know, that, that is really now starting to become something that the brands are are recognizing that it's just so powerful. What would you, if you were to speak to a brand that doesn't, doesn't know how to start it or just needs some advice on how to, how to facilitate this, what, what would your recommendation be uh, for them to figure out what sounds they should attribute? Do you have any advice before they come to you? Like what would, what would be your ideal uh, situation where the brand has done X and came to you and you go, awesome, this is going to help so much, you know, for, for you and for the client and everything. I mean, I think before, it's a good question. I think before they kind of do too much, um, cause there are brands out there that I don't understand audio. I, I, I need help. I do what, okay, great. Everyone talks about sonic branding and voices and music and, but I haven't got a clue. And I think, you know, a good, a good starting point, the good news is that there's loads of loads of people out there that have done stuff. So there's a couple of areas, right? You can look at, you look into what, what are your competitors doing? You know, you, you can, you know, the tools exist. We have one. I know this isn't about me talking about too much detail about what Vertonic does, but we have a platform that enables people to find out what are my competitors doing in our vertical? You know, who's advertising, for example? Where are they advertising? Are they on podcasts? Are they on radio? Are they doing something different? In, in each channel and each touch point? Um, are they using male voice, female voice? Um, what what words are they using? You know, what are they focusing? You know, if you're an automotive, are people focusing on electric cars? Are they focusing on special offers? Are they focusing, focusing on environmental issues? You know, what is it? So even if you've not done anything and you don't know what to do or where to start, it's very easy to find out what your competitors sound like. And listen to them and, and, and get some analysis on, on what the market looks like. And then all brands, even if they haven't done much with audio specific, most of them have done some kind of video advertising or TV advertising or social advertising. And within that, they invariably use some form of music or a voiceover or a combination of both. So looking back at historical assets, we'll say, listen, let's, let's see what you've done in the past. 
Let's listen to previous ads, previous music, voiceovers you use. Let's ask your consumers what they what they think of that. Um, let's ask your non-consumers what they think of it. Let's ask the machine. Let's put it through our predictive engine and, and see what, you know, is it engaging? Is it memorable? Are people likely to go and buy your product having listened to this? And then we, you can take those learnings of like, right, this is, this is the good and bad of what you've done before. This is the good and bad. This is what your competitors are doing. This is the good and bad of, of what you've done in the past. Then let's take those learnings on. You know, if your competitors have said the Iron Maiden stuff doesn't work, the Taylor Swift stuff's great, that's a good starting point. Um, and I guess the other thing is, that, you know, you, you can't boil the ocean, you know, in one go. You know, it's like you, you, you're there, you're like, okay, podcast advertising, you know, radio advertising, streaming advertising, audio branding, sonic logo, voice, smart speaker. It's a lot. It's, a lot. it's huge. It's very complicated. There's, you know, a lot of decisions to be made. So it's like, just let's just step back. You don't have to do everything in one day. Let's, you know, pick a focus and, and go after that. And, and we can help you and your agencies can help you. Your creatives can help you. Your, your music producers can help you. Let's, let's work together on, on, you know, going step by step and, and this will evolve over time. And we learn on the way, you know, you, you, you have to put stuff out there. There's only so much the, the machine can tell you. Um, and you learn and you, you know, your, your sounds evolve and you iterate and you improve and you take learnings post campaign or after a new branding has been out in the market for six months. And, you recheck it. Do people mm-hmm. recognize it now? Do they, are our sales figures going up? Do people associate us with being the right brand? Whatever the metrics are you're looking to, just this continual process of, of testing and checking and, and making sure that it's resonating in the right way. That's great advice. Well, Damien, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I always learn so much from you and from all the people that I speak to. So this is a This is a guilty pleasure of mine to put this podcast together. I learned so much. So thank you so much. No, it's been great. Thanks for having me on, Gina. Nice to uh, speak to you. I hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to subscribe on all the major podcast channels. Share with friends, follow, and rate. Spread the word because, well, more people should know about this stuff. I know you know that now. For any other inquiries, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com or soundandmarketing.com, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.